This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast, everybody. Back for another week of exciting movie news and hats. And hats. We're alive. <laughs> I survived the uh, respiratory issue that I had over the last couple of weeks, and I'm feeling super good. Yeah, hopefully you'll see or hear us uh, back to a more normal state as compared yeah, to last week. Not, with hats. With hats, not dying. <laughs> People listening to the podcast so won't see these hats so go right. onto our youtube page uh off the break podcast search for our show subscribe if you want watch a clip of us wearing hats it was nine <laughs> below this morning we're being we- silly <laughs> no it was so nine. it was nine below humorous. we're cold it's like some mel brooks gag where we don't mention it through the whole thing that's really what we should have done i mean <laughs> and just say like working hats a bunch like like meow and yeah. super troopers yeah <laughs> Did that go over your head, Kyle? Is that a... <laughs> Just scratch the top of my hat here. No, don't think so. Uh, but I think we got a pretty fun show today. So how about we get off the topic about hats and talk about the industry, huh? Yeah. Uh, real quick, we want... Something came up yesterday. If you have booked the film Chosen, it's, ep- it's season three, episodes one and two of a special either Fathom event or regular event. Um, we found out that the producers of Chosen allowed the Faith Network people who coordinates church showings of faith-based films to come in on the 18th, which would be day and date with theatrical locations, and show them in churches. Usually that's not allowed. Usually there's either a one to two week window and a certain radius around, say, a church lo- or a, a theater location, like a play date location. And, um, so we're just having a bunch of issues with random churches popping up, being able to show this chosen after they've been booked in theaters as this event. So check around, make sure, and then contact your booker or buyer or, um, whoever the distributor was that you booked either Fathom or Angel Studios and let them know that, um, a church has popped up within it. I think the radius is 25 miles. It's so. time to take down the church. Everyone. It, it, you might get a little <laughs> start blowback. A, start a holy war here. <laughs> you might get a blowback in the community, but it really is unfair that, you know, theaters who do have to pay for this and charge tickets for it. Um, it was supposed to be an event well, exclusive for them. Yeah, Churches, correct. Yeah, you go, Ken. And I think fathom who is well known for their, monstrous amount of content yeah and how much they charge for film rental gosh yes is very excited about this development (laughs) yes because this is one of those events that they get i mean they have maybe a handful a year that actually get some traction this actually do and this was probably their biggest event of the year it was their biggest last year yeah when they had a chosen program it was a chosen movie last year this is now season three episodes one and two but that was that was by itself one of their biggest events of yeah. the year for Fathom, and now have this stepped in where it's like, yeah, you can play it at a at a church, and then you know there's no definition of what a church is right. anymore. I mean, you see small town churches, and then you see these ones that look like uh, the complexes, NBA arenas. Like, yeah, they look <laughs> like universities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so just 
uh, it's really hard. There's not even anywhere to really check either. So you're just going to have to do some digging. But, you know, protect yourself a little you bit. you got to sneak into a church. Yeah. <laughs> or sneak on their websites. Find oh, out. yeah. That, that makes more sense. How about yeah. do that instead? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle encourages breaking and entering into <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into houses of worship i forgot we had the internet my bad yeah Yeah, do that first and then maybe that's like your last resort but don't do (laughs) that last resort (laughs) kyle has been named in a lawsuit i just saw popped up (laughs) on my phone the podcast made me do it (laughs) i don't think that flies in the court of law no (laughs) if i had to guess um moving on kyle what's the next big topic I want to start off with what AMC has been doing lately. They just cooked up a partnership with Zoom to where they want to create spaces within AMC theaters and make Zoom rooms, as I'm seeing the terminology oh, on the article it? I saw. Zoom room. I don't know if it's a branding thing. That's just the way it's described on the article I read. And it looks like pretty much these Zoom rooms are going to have, you know, the quality of uh uh, the display and the sound that amc would provide but they would just be rooms set up for meetings they would be organ or um aligned in three hour chunks so i guess if you would go online to book a zoom room it would be a three hour window and the auditorium size is supposedly between 75 to 150 seats but they haven't made a, a set number yet I find it interesting because we have often counseled our um, clients and stuff on how do you diversify the offerings in the auditoriums? Because in reality, the theater is a venue and Mm -hmm. you have a venue with seats and equipment and projection equipment, sound equipment and all this. Is there something else you can do with that space that's not just about showing movies like that will offer different avenues and streams of revenue? And so you know, corporate training was something a lot of smaller theaters should get into and offer to other businesses in the community. Because you do want to have a business-to-business relationship. We've had, we've had dozens of our theaters right. participate in these, whether it's for manufacturing, or, um, for safety, required safety trainings, right. medical offices, yeah. for HIPAA trainings. Um just any kind yeah. of corporate training where you got to get your staff together. It's really fun to do it at a theater. You get access to the concessions. It's mostly people just watching videos and stuff and maybe getting and, walked through things. And you things. can block out time and have a right. huge group of people go through these because most yeah. uh, most corporate structures don't have room for 300 employees just to sit down and watch a video. <laughs> yeah. So it's always... How should Angela handle this situation? (laughs) So it's interesting because for years we've been encouraging a lot of theaters to do this. And I think on a certain level they have been doing it. Um, AMC is now obviously in a different stratosphere on a corporate level, looking for corporate sponsorships and trying to find ways to do that. I'm not sure a Zoom room is always the best idea, but I think the concept there is good. And I definitely would encourage any smaller venues to really think about what makes your venue special and how can you project and brand and market that for a service out there in the community, especially in a business to business relationship, you know, because you might get these, these sponsor training stuff. They might pay you a a fee for this rent out. And then they might say, Hey, we had such a good experience. Why don't we do a kid series or Mm -hmm. why don't I sponsor this? And then you, you've really created that Avenue and that relationship um, on a more consistent basis. So 
Yeah. Um, in terms of what AMC is doing with Zoom, it sounds like starting in 2023, they're only going to be doing it to 17 locations. But I imagine it's going to be a testing ground for the bigger cities that are right. going to have like corporations wanting to yeah. take advantage of these. So that's why they're thinking like this is a good deal because there will be possibly a lot of money being given to mm-hmm. AMC and as well as Zoom. But for obviously these smaller locations that we are talking about, you're probably not going to get those corporations coming to you, but at least you could get small business awareness. And that could be uh, a good way to have word of mouth of positive things to say about movie theaters as we're trying to get that word of mouth to be positive and more than just, Oh, I was able to see Top Gun again. Like we, we need theaters need to also have extra uh, uh, layers as to why people should go back to using movie theaters again. Right. You need to tap into the community. Yeah. And that's, I think, how theaters are going to survive the next five years is by tapping into the community and getting um, close to either other small businesses or just awareness, like you said. Um, but I just think it's a it, it's just a good, interesting thing to do. And you should take what AMC does on maybe on a corporate level, bring it down to your local level. And I w- would not be surprised if there's not corporate headquarters in a lot of these small town locations that you would be kind of shocked to know that they're that they're there and that mm-hmm. corporate office atmosphere needs to be extended out into the community so yeah yeah it's possible i mean at first when i was hearing about this i kind of rolled my eyes to a bit just because you're thinking oh zoom not only are we thinking oh the zoom is back again but also just in an amc setting you want right. to use zoom that's normally for your home but in right. like a movie or theater situation do you want to like, sit in an auditorium facing a screen and then like just for a zoom meeting just for a, just for a work meeting yeah and <laughs> there's going to be some logistics i think with zoom and work meetings in particular but yeah. if it is a group corporate business gathering where they all have to do one thing like ken said watch a training video and then mm-hmm. maybe walk through this it is with a, somebody. this is more of like a, yeah. a rah-rah thing this is a to promote, to get your employees excited about going in right. and doing this. Isn't this isn't going to be like group think, like let's all interact together. That's going to yeah. be sure. too hard in, in a setting. But, you know, even like I kind of more liken it to a university and a professor student where the students are there um, just observing mm-hmm. and it, what the, the action is happening. And, you know, a lot of these theaters are receding. They're very comfortable. You've got trays. You can still take notes. It's not like you're without, like, a desk situation. You don't have to be around a big table or anything for some of this. But it's just that And it is a good way if you difficult. have, you know, guest, guest speakers, things like that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Sure. Offices. Maybe you, have a mo- you bring in a motivational speaker and you want your your staff to experience that that would it would be so much more fun off-site more informal there's a lot there's a lot of things once you start mm-hmm. thinking about but you guys are thinking in terms of presentation formats rather than uh, uh internet calls yeah because i don't i don't really i mean first off you probably shouldn't be using zoom without like zoom's awareness of you using it within your own movie theater i would think that yeah. probably might lead into like some logistic problems but that that's just probably not what most of these companies would really be no. wanting anyway. These, are, these Zoom, are more 90, right. 90, 95% the person that's on the screen or yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the person that's on the screen versus the 5% like, how's everybody doing today? And right. then that's your Let's end of your Let's go around the table and that's talk That's the end of your everybody. interaction. Yeah. I do yeah. love this idea though that AMC and Zoom are <laughs> announcing this partnership. 
it's been almost three full years since Zoom became a household word. Yeah. Right? Since the pandemic started, right. everybody's like, Zoom. I mean, what is my, my, my sense of deceased grandmother was using Zoom to, <laughs> to reach out to people. Yeah, yeah. And, and now AMC has been reopened for most of the locations for at least two full years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, we can do this now. It's like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. I mean, we've had locations doing these corporate trainings, corporate seminars yeah. since digital came in. Yeah. Since you were able to actually hook up a computer and do something oh, with a projector. Sure. This is or play a DVD. And, this and has been happening. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it wasn't the theater's idea. Businesses approach the theaters to do this. Yeah. Oh, Businesses is that right? have been asking the theaters, hey, can we rent out your space? We have a big oh. meeting we or we have a big presentation we want to do. Usually it's yeah. Okay. The ones we've run into are large manufacturing, or mining hospitals, hospitals, regional hospitals that, that need a space where the people can actually come in and sit and do it together and they can knock it out in 90 minutes right because they then you don't have to have 50 groups coming in 10 people at a time sure. and they also like the idea that there's like some concessions and, and it's the, and it's a morale it, booster yeah it is a morale booster. show yeah. a movie at the end of it boost that morale <laughs> hey you guys stuck through the presentation here's indiana jones like, you're <laughs> never leaving <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how long the meeting is, but I would I would want to treat employees to a movie, right, Kyle? I mean, that's what we do. We, we are in we are in a very special niche know, industry where we're like where we can do things like write off the cost of movie tickets. You can't do that if you're. I know hospital. it's not like that everywhere, but <laughs> wouldn't was... people want a life like that? <laughs> I would think so. Give the people what they want. No, get back to work, Kyle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so our next topic that. I thought it would be good to discussion was the idea of boutique cinemas because Quentin Tarantino, he's doing, I don't know. He's talking, he's talking he's somewhere talking. for now, some reason. Now that he's not going to do an R rated star Trek. He's like, what else can I talk about? And he's not, making I don't a think Marvel, that, a Marvel movie apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of those. He's oh, not doing no. Marvel. He's not doing that star Trek project. I think that could be put to bed. Um, but whatever conversation he was a part of, he was mentioning that for the next four years, he thinks are pivotal for the survival of movie theaters. And he's also speculating that boutique cinemas are going to be the ones to thrive while larger chains will be the ones that will flounder. Oh my gosh. This is the only time I was telling Kyle, this is the only time I've ever agreed with Quentin Tarantino. Whoa. And I am just right on board. Is he, he is preaching to the choir here. Mm-hmm. I have completely felt the exact same way that they're not, na- that what streaming did to our industry wasn't hurt it. And, and yes, COVID accelerated it and stuff, but what it was always ever going to do was going to limit content Mm -hmm. for the theaters. It, these studios who produce the content were going to always figure out that, that theaters were still important. So they were going to, make content for theaters and they were going to make content for streaming. And so where you used to have a hundred percent content for theater, it was going to get split up. So we were always going to work with less content. That was always going to be the issue. And when you have less content, how can you possibly manage a theater with 15, 20, sometimes 25, 30 screens on you know, quarter less content than what you had before. Like it yeah. just isn't going to happen. They've, we've done this before with the, the straight to video stuff, like when they had VHS, right. but like Paramount and Warner brothers and universal in the heyday in the fifties, were putting out a movie, a full length feature movie 
every week. Right. They had 52 films slated for yeah. the year. Yeah. And you were just at the, with all the, the black booking things, you're like, we're a Paramount theater. Literally, <laughs> it's on the side of the building. Yeah. No, so that. There's going to be less content than there was then. There's, there's <laughs> going le- to be less content than there was in the 90s. Of the content, the movie going audience has shrunk as well. Like, everybody's just got to, you know, get on board that we don't have as many moviegoers as mm-hmm. we used to because movie going is a form of consuming media and there are different now types, whether it's streaming, whether it's short form video, video games, you're, whatever it is. There's so much media options out there that the option of movie going is limited. You're, so you have limited yeah. contact, limited amount of people going. So we are in this country just overscreened in general. Mm-hmm. We're just too many screens. So we are going to have con- conscription. No, constriction. Ugh. There you contraction. go. Contraction in our industry, and hopefully it's on the screen count front, not the location count front. Everybody's, I think, worried about locations going under, but really. You could come down on screen counts, have the same number of locations, and still have a thriving industry. Okay, yeah. So what we're hoping in the next five years is that we'll see less and less 15 plexes, that that those theaters, you just are, are too big, cumbersome, and expensive to run, that they come down to, you know, tens max type of thing, We and we have that losing of screens in the, in the, in the country so that we kind of get back down to a more normal thing. And then things like boutique theaters, which is what Quentin was talking about. Yep. Where you get such a different experience. You get maybe a more authentic movie going experience. It doesn't feel so techie or, or, you know, f- so facade. Like, like I kind of think on some of these big megaplex, you know, AMCs and regals, you walk in and it's just like flashy lights and, you know, 10, 20 auditoriums that all look the same. And it's just sure. kind of cold. I think people, real moviegoers, were, are going to want something more local, more with authentic. With a better character. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and with more service, like with better food, not just popcorn and soda. Like, I mm-hmm. think consumers, while they love popcorn in the pandemic, they they are not going to movies just for the popcorn anymore. And so we need to get beyond popcorn, the soda, we need to diversify the concession offerings. And this offers an opportunity for the theater to make, you know, a good percentage off of off of these sales. This is where you make your money. Start introducing things you make more money on. Right. That people are actually buying. I do feel like, um, especially with the pandemic, when people were hesitant to come back to theaters initially, the complaints were because of their, you know, bad times with a theater going experience. But I have to think those complaints are coming from their experiences from a chain. They are. I, for sure. I mean, not that there aren't, you know, poorly run independent theaters. Which I'm sure those are, experiences sure. do happen. But if people are, you know, projecting their voices, such as like if they would on places like Twitter or Reddit or in everyday conversations, they're probably are going to talk about experience of a place where everybody has gone to like a, the AMCs and the Regals and the mm-hmm. sorts. So um, Quinnen probably would be, is, is probably onto something in that audiences are looking for better experiences, better time spent for their money. And if we are having lesser product, then those boutique theaters will probably come into play because audiences will be getting exactly what they're asking for in terms of service and quality, but also it's just, 
less movies, so you have to choose the whatever's available, right. yeah. and well, that will come I think it's, within the boutiques. It's coming from lot. There's a lot of pressure from lots of not only ju- not is there not enough content, but I think what we're finding now post pandemic is a labor issue. You can just not get enough staff Especially to run true. these big yeah. complexes, whether it's it's concession staff, box office staff, but just cleaning staff. Mm-hmm. You just you're not getting enough staff to be open all week long and for all day long. So there, we're already seeing showtimes being restricted down to more movie going hours, and in these and we're seeing screens go down because you're just you can't get enough staff to clean them all. Oh, I heard from four or five theater owners this week that said with Black Panther opening that they had to clean auditoriums themselves for the first time in decades. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean that they were out there oh. being forced to clean especially after a Marvel movie. I feel for you guys. Yeah, but oh, it was the very first tough. time it's like, right. yeah, I'll go out and I'll I'll scoop popcorn and say hi to people and you know, wear the wear the name tag and wear the shirt and be excited that we're we're doing this and oh yeah, hey, we've got these we've got these giveaways. Here you go. Have a great time. You know, that part's fun. Selling mm. tickets is fun, but actually having to go in and do the grunt work, that's something that these people haven't had to do since the nineties. The right. aftermath when they first started out, probably. To, yeah, and yeah. having to step in and go, yeah, this this is like this is for real. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's you know, there's a shortage when you're asking for applications and not getting any back, not getting any. But one of the other big issues we had, I had several locations that are going to be closed on Thanksgiving this year. They're never closed on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a great movie going day, just like Christmas. They're closed because their staff said, we are not working. Plain and simple, staff came to them and said, we decided we're not working, and so you need to be closed. Wow. And the owner can't do anything about it. No. You can't hire new people. There's for no a day. To, For a day. Well, just you can't fire them and get a new staff, and it'll actually work. It's not worth the fight for the one day. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just shocking that I have. And this is not just a single location this is multiple locations now that we are going to be closed on thanksgiving because staff told management and ownership we are not working these gen z kids are getting smarter you can you can you can rally you don't even Ka- need kyle to i'm not going to the movies the detroit lions are playing on thursday <laughs> said no one outside of the detroit. greater detroit area <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. Come on, everyone. Who's with me? <laughs> so unless you have a very beloved community-centered boutique theater, it's going to be harder and harder to run these things in a bigger and bigger complex because there is just fixed costs yeah. that are astronomical between heating and labor. It's just Do you crazy. think in a few years um, – I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Do you think in a few years then when – these studios are noticing the big chains are suffering because of this possible situation. Do you think that's when we'll be seeing an uptick in more movies being made for theaters only, or are they no. still going to be doing the half and halves of oh, streaming? And they, theatrical? they have gone so far all in on their streaming that they can't afford from a shareholder corporate um, perspective to let their streamings lose money. Like they, even though theatrical will make them the most money. Even though theatrical <laughs> will be make them the most money and make any product that they then eventually put on streaming mm-hmm. better, they 
still want that direct to consumer. They're still getting, you know, prodded by Wall Street to have that direct to consumer. Now, it, so you only see a change if yeah. if Wall Street shareholders want to see a change in that strategy. And at this point, I don't see that happening. And I don't think it'll ever go back. It'll never go back to, say, 80% theatrical, 20 I mean, that would be amazing. But I think you're going to get, at most, a 50-50 or maybe a 60-40. I think it just depends. It just is going to take time to show where the money is. The money will make the decision on this, On this, unfortunately. And, and it'll be tough for that. They don't care about the They don't care about the big change, just like they don't care about independence. They... Yeah, they live in sure. this profit profit sharing space. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you get a share of our profit, but if we put it on streaming, we get all of our profit. Well, yeah, and so <laughs> and also the and also it doesn't drive any subscribers, which we found out. No. <laughs> okay. Such a special place they live. Well, I do. I did want to point out the fact that Quentin Tarantino is such a phony in this aspect because. Oh really? <laughs> yes, of course. He premieres his movies at. The Egyptian in Los Angeles, which doesn't fall, isn't required to follow any, any of the studio policies that we are required to follow because the studio, the production company, the distributor all sign off on this. Oh, you can play seven o'clock Friday through, through Sunday, and then also play another movie before it and after it. Because we all need to get in And Monday through Wednesday. And yeah, yeah, his boutique theater has 500 seats. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't offer any specialized concessions, and yeah. it has a red carpet, and they don't aren't required to follow any of these policies. And mm-hmm. if you are a theater or a film buyer or a chain that's looking at booking Avatar this week, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> these specialized yeah. film theatrical exhibition policies that oh. we are required to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big challenge too moving forward, but. Um, I think we just, you know, take it year by year, but I think he's right. The next five years is really going to weed out how our industry looks. I don't, in ways that COVID couldn't, it didn't even touch. So I think you get through COVID, you got SVOG money this next year in 23 is going to be a big upheaval year for a lot of people. Either you adapt and invest back into your theater with better seats, different concessions, diversify the offerings and the screens or you don't and i don't know if you'll survive i I just don't know how many will survive as august and september were yeah there is nothing in january oh january is awful and i don't think any of even the oscar content is going to help anybody anywhere not even women talking or emancipation Spotlight or Fablemans or any of that. Spotlight. What about Megan? Or or spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. I don't even think that's an Oscar contender. It's it's called M Threegan. M Threegan. Excuse me. Huh? (laughs) Could be a sneaky Oscar contender. We're already joking. And a box office hit. When when you were out, Kyle and I were already joking on the podcast about how much that's going to screw up all the point of sale and ticketing system. Oh my god. Having a three in the middle of your title. Yeah. Three Get ready for January, everyone. <laughs> the only one I'm kind of excited about is that uh, Nicolas Cage Western, The Old Ways. Is that going to be theatrical? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I should know this, but now I just found out. <laughs> yes. That one, Good. it's not going to be great, but it just, I just think it looks oh, fun. I am. Yeah, I, I think it looks fine. We'll see what yeah. Nicolas Cage does in a Western, but I am beyond pumped about 
mid-February going through March. Like, it is a slate of movies. Yeah, yeah it's always it, a good time. It, it really picks a, up. Picks up. I mean, we have every weekend we have a different kind of title mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is going to be a big title. It's it's really exciting to yeah. see what that's going to do moving in through the summer. I mean, March is... March looks really March good is the new year. March is the new June. Yeah. And hopefully June pays for itself this year because we had can they make a top gun sequel for memorial day just every year yeah <laughs> every memorial year a, day, a different character yeah yeah can we can we do the the father and son you know bill pullman and bill pullman jr in a top gun movie absolutely absolutely the sky's the limit as long as he plays the president i'm okay with it yeah <laughs> He's His rightful role. Yeah, president slash fighter pilot. <laughs> slash, Bill Pullman. Slash father of another successful pilot. <laughs> I'm in. Eventually becoming president. Eventually becoming president. Why yeah. not? That's the final in the yeah. franchise. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap up our time on this yes. episode then. Yeah, nice and quick this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we will be back before Thanksgiving. Well, I think we'll have... Next week is Thanksgiving, so we... What do we want to do, guys? We're going to have to discuss this. It's so funny how we're like, oh, yeah, there's there's things happening next week. Don't lump me into this. I knew it was Thanksgiving next week. It does sneak up on you. Well, I don't know about Kyle, but we're I'm not coming in next week. The Detroit Lions are on, Kyle. We're not going to be doing anything Friday. Yeah, you guys are going to form a union. None of us are going to be at the podcast. You have to close. And I have nothing to say about it. Uh, Kyle's forming a one-man union over here. Oh, no. We voted. So so whatever we decide on, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at yep. Off The Break Podcast. There will be a post about whether we will have an episode this upcoming weekend, Thanksgiving, or not. So maybe we will. We'll maybe see. We we'll will. surprise you guys. Yeah. All right. And get excited about your Wednesday openings next week. With oh, my gosh. Get prepared. Strange World, Devotion, uh. Bones and All. Oh, Wednesday openings. Stop doing this. I can't believe we didn't go over it on this episode, but uh, people are people know at this point. Yeah. Just no, get yourselves mentally prepared. This is prepared. the only week. This week and Christmas are the only week I'm okay with a midweek opening. Any other week of the year, yeah. it's stupid, but and I had, hate it. But we had none this year. The entire 2022, we didn't have any. That's true. Weird openings. Sony tried. Which, really? was, which was so nice. Sony tried with Father Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 years of Lonnie. Oh, we got to make a correction. I don't know if we talked about this. We did Father not. Stu Reborn is is Father Stu PG-13. That's why it's Reborn, because it's Reborn as a PG-13 movie. Yes. But uh, not our we didn't, we didn't mention this. We just called it Father Stupid a lot <laughs> when Kyle and I Guys. were in together. PG-13. <laughs> They're trying to do with Father Stu what, what uh, Fox barely got done with Deadpool. Nobody cares about it being in PG-13. It's the same exact movie. And <laughs> we've already been through this. It's not the same movie. There were like there were like 80 F-bombs in the movie. <laughs> They'll bleep out the F-bombs for, you, you I don't, don't know. The most interesting part of this, Fire Kyle? truck? I don't know yeah. what the other for, word they The most interesting placing. part of this, exact same runtime. How are you doing this and cutting 80 words out of a film? They blur images and they replace the F-words. That's it's all just, it's going to be. It's just we're going to pan a little bit slower on one scene yeah. to get all the F-words taken yeah. care of. Now that that's done... <laughs> New movie, everyone. New movie, everyone. (laughs) All right. uh, We will let you guys know if there's a new episode. But until then, have a great weekend and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Stay warm. We are, as you can see, (laughs) hot day. Hot day. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Gobble, gobble. 
Thank you for listening to Off The Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off The Break Podcast.